0: Hello and welcome to the podcast by Houston Interpreters and Translators Association. This is Veronica de Michelis. Today's guest is well-known in our association and beyond. Please allow me to introduce Etta Trapping. Welcome, Etta.
1: Thank you, thank you very much.
0: So for those of, of our listeners who don't know our guest, I will attempt to summarize her many qualifications and her tremendous experience. Etta has been a freelance English, Spanish and Portuguese translator since 1957. For many years, she also worked as a court and conference interpreter. She published 25 books on translation and interpretation, glossaries and dictionaries through her company, Berkana Language. She is a popular speaker, instructor and trainer for many national and international associations and also offers courses through her company. She was on the board of CATI, um, the association in North Carolina, and HITA here in Houston, where she has covered almost all um, of the board positions and has just bowed out of the presidency again. Uh, Etta, was this a correct summary in a nutshell?
1: Yes, that's <laughs> definitely,
0: I hang around. <laughs> yes, <laughs> thank you so much for joining me today. So um, you have been in this profession for 63 years. I understand that the professional landscape was very different when you entered this profession. Uh, what challenges did you have when you first started?
1: Well, the, the first things were simply just not knowing what translators even were, because they, we didn't exist in Argentina back in the 50s. And so the hardest thing for me at that time was to find good bilingual dictionaries. They were very rare and very expensive and some of them just never quite made it down to the bottom of South America. I was lucky that I came from a very good British bilingual school, where we did the British and the Argentine system every day. We changed over at lunchtime. Both systems were very good, and we learned a lot. We also had a lot of homework from both systems. But luckily, we mostly did commercial type of translating rather than highly technical. So all of us bilingual secretaries, we muddled along and we had our bosses teaching us new terminology as we went along. So, you know, we just did everything the hard way and no internet either. Yes, (laughs) you had to rely on paper resources, right? A lot of paper. network, And the old typewriters where if you typed fast enough, all the keys would smush up on the front (laughs) and then you had to pick them back one by one. Yeah, you know, if you hang around long enough, it's amazing the experiences you have. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: you are going to offer a workshop for us uh, here in Houston called uh, Translation of Official Documents, and um, it will take place on May 4th. To our listeners, if you're interested in learning more about it, please check um, our website, www.hitagroup.org, under Events. So, what is your experience in this field, Etta?
1: Well, um, when I came to the States, I actually had the... uh, I was working for the University of Houston. That was my first job when I got here in 1964. And that's when the interpreting translations sort of came up at the university. So, I started reading everything I could find at the library there. There were two very small books from the University of Geneva in French. So I read, and I studied, and I looked, and then I started doing some translations of documents for the Argentine consulate here, and then personal documents started to come in, and you translate more, and um, when I moved to North Carolina in the 1990s, I lived out in the country, and all my neighbors were Spanish speakers, mostly laborers but they all had documentation. And so I helped them fill out all their documents and so on. But I hated to charge them because they had less money than I did. And so they helped me on my five acres of land and they put up fences and mowed and did flower gardens for me. And um, we all became great friends. The only one I think that didn't particularly care for this arrangement was the Internal Revenue Service. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, they got no money for it. And uh, it just kept on growing, and I wasn't even aware of how much I was doing or how little until I started pulling out old papers. I have boxes and boxes of papers, which I don't know what I'm going to do with <laughs> So what would
0: you say are the most common mistakes that translators tend to make in, uh, when translating official documents?
1: Well, um, one of the things is that they take on work beyond their knowledge, and then they make mistakes that they're not even aware of. Not just grammar and terminology, but not having dictionaries available, not bothering to look words up because they thought they knew everything there was to know in English and Spanish. They spoke it at home. How could they not know the language? So that's when I started teaching translation and interpretation and... uh, It just, every generation has to start from scratch again. So I keep hoping that there are more and more teachers out there.
0: Yes. yeah. So
1: that everybody who wants to do this can.
0: Right. Yes, so definitely, I feel like this is a specialization um, in and of itself. Um, You know, as you mentioned, there's terminology involved. You, You really have to ask yourself twice if you're capable of doing
1: this. And. And this is what the, the newbies don't do simply because they don't know they don't know. Yeah. And we all learned it the hard way, me included, like everybody else. Yeah. So it will be very useful for both um, newcomers into this
0: field and people who have been doing this for a while, but maybe not, have not worked so much on official document translation. Um, it would be great for them to join our workshop on the 4th of May. So without giving away any spoilers, uh, what are a few things that um, you plan to cover during this workshop?
1: Well, something is to, just to talk about all the, the thousands of specialties and that you couldn't possibly do all the specialties properly. So in the end, the first thing is pick something you already know and then broaden out on that. And every year you can add something new and so on. So you must study legal and medical terminology as you go along it brings questions and so you're just never quite sure if somebody can help you or if you know the internet well enough to find what you even need so these are some of the things that i'd like to pass on how i learned everything um, bit by bit by bit and i'm not really that electronically anything But um, it's wonderful that you don't have to go out and buy a $500 dictionary every year, you know. And so mostly I hope that the people that come think it was worthwhile to come to the course and that they actually left with knowledge that they hadn't had before because that's really my only reason for existing in this case.
0: I personally really look forward to your workshop. I hope we have a lot of participants and some great discussions. So we plan to have a more of a presentation and discussion style session in the morning that is open for all languages. Mm -hmm. And then in the afternoon, uh, the Spanish speakers get to uh, practice translating documents and get feedback, right?
1: Yes. And, uh, you know, anything that I give them, we will finish before they leave. So and I have copies of what I'm going to give them and then the copy of the translation and then they can think it through Perfect. when they get home. That sounds like a great opportunity. So
0: I hope you. it works. Thank you so much, Etta, for uh, talking to me today and I look Not forward you. to seeing you soon. Thank you. We will see each other very soon.